Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. It is Friday here on the show, very, very exciting show. We're joined today in studio by Jim Valley, and Mike Sempervivi is going to join us via remote as usual as well. So I think my impression I've been given, Jim, is this is a new Friday regular thing. Is that right? That's what they tell me. Okay. I'm the last to know a lot of these things. Of course, the only reason that I'm here, from what my understanding is, is to help you up the stairs in your yes. weakened condition right now. Yes. My, my condition is, uh, it's been better. But regardless, you're here today. Mike Sempervivi is going to join us. And I've also heard that, if you guys have not heard already, Saturdays, Jim Valley does Wrestling Observer Live, live on Saturdays. So we are, in fact, seven days a week. And his show starts at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. And I believe tomorrow Lance Storm is looking to be joining you on the show. Is that right? Yeah, Lance Storm uh, messaged me, and yeah, I can't turn that offer down. So Lance and I tomorrow, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. What an insane weekend of excitement here on this program. It's, it's hard to contain all of it. So today we've got a lot of news to get into. We're going to kick it off after the break. If you want to call us today, 844-411-5411 is the phone number. That is toll-free, 844-411-5411. Text message is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez. If you're listening and can't write all that down, you can always go to the front page of WrestlingObserver.com. The numbers are all up there waiting for you. And a lot of news, including the all-out, not all-out, the AEW ticket sales for their first television show, October 2nd, Capital One Center, Washington at D.C., we're already at nearly 10,000 tickets sold, and that is with a huge Ticketmaster snafu this morning. Apparently a ton of people were unable to get in to get tickets. That has now been cleared up, so if you were one of those people trying to get tickets and couldn't, now would be a time to try. And I'm going to give you more details on ticket sales when we come back from the break and what all this means, and we shall kick it off after that break. Stick around, Wrestling Observer Live.
At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems to exploring the universe. Staples is your back-to-school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. In-store this week, get a Texas Instruments TI-84 graphing calculator for only $89.99 or a TI-84 CE graphing calculator for just $99.99. Find all the products that add up to a successful school year. Staples, back-to-school and beyond. In-store only. Ends 8319. Limit 2 while supplies last. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your card? Are repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. At Walgreens, we know that your day doesn't stop for diabetes. So when you've got places to go and people to see, count on Walgreens every day to get expert diabetes advice 24-7. Find all major brands of testing supplies like Walgreens True Metrics in-store and online. And download tools to help you stay on track, like our five-star mobile app with Pill Reminder. At Walgreens, we are your diabetes go-to. Stop by and talk to your pharmacist today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Jim Valley is joining us in studio, as he will, every Friday from this point forward for the most part. And the big news today is, in fact, AEW ticket sales for the first TV show, October 2nd, Capital One Center, Washington, D.C. Here is what is happening live as of right now. There was a huge Ticketmaster snafu this morning. And a lot of people were trying to get tickets, and they couldn't. Uh, This person here says, Ticketmaster still saying, any ticket I try to buy is already purchased. Brother, I've been trying for three hours straight now. Ticketmaster was not ready for this. This person says, I actually think AEW tickets are sold out. 
This person said, I tried to buy tickets for October 2nd, waited in the queue for about 25 minutes, then got this message. Sorry, another fan beat you to these tickets. They are no longer available. Please select another listing or adjust your uh, criteria and try again. So frustrating. This person here says, AEW has done it again. The show sold out in under two hours. This person says, it doesn't look like the tickets are entirely sold out, but it's incredibly hard to find anything. It is all a big mess over at Ticketmaster right now. So this is what I was told as of moments ago. So I believe that right now, if every ticket available is not sold out, then like 98% of the tickets available are sold out. The actual number is between, I think it's 9,200 and 10,000. The number that Dave got was 9,200. The number that I got from people in AEW was 10,000. And I was told that they had to kill approximately 3,000 tickets due to production. And once production is figured out, those tickets are going to go on sale. So it appears about 10,000 tickets were put on sale today. And those appear to be all gone. So if you want to say they've sold out, I guess you can say they sold out. If you want to say it was a first-day sellout, you can. But it's not actually all sold out because there will be more tickets made available as soon as they figure out production. But one way or the other, Ticketmaster was unprepared for the demand. The demand exceeded the availability. There's a lot of angry fans right now. I don't know what to say other than sucks for those fans that tried to get in but couldn't. And... There was a thread on the board about this, and I wrote a little something about it. Here's the thing with this show here, okay? This first television show and the ticket sales for this show, this is an aberration. And people should not be expecting tickets to go on sale for the second show and for it to sell out. And the third show, and the fourth week, and the ninth week. I mean, the chances of every single television show selling out... I mean, they're pretty much zero. I guess I could be wrong. I shouldn't say zero. But it's exceedingly unlikely. A couple days on the show, Dave was talking about the Raw reunion. And I believe they sold less than 10,000 tickets to that show. And he said, man, they had Stone Cold Steve Austin. And they had Shawn Michaels. And they had all of these stars. And Austin hasn't been on the show forever. And, like, you know, if that show didn't sell 10,000, I mean, we we shouldn't really be expecting AEW to sell 10,000. I thought the show was going to sell out immediately. Mike thought the show was going to sell out. Jim Valley thought the show was going to sell out. Here's the deal. You can't compare this show to any Raw, to a Raw reunion, to Stone Cold Steve Austin. This show is different. This is the very first AEW on TNT television show. If this takes off, this is the debut Nitro back in 1995. People talk about that Nitro to this day. If this company succeeds, this show is absolutely as historic as the very first All In. This is a show that if you want to be part of history, you're buying a ticket to the show. It doesn't matter where the show is at. It doesn't matter what the ticket prices are. This is an aberration. And as I expected, it sold out. Now, where we go from here, who even knows? you got to look at Fighter Fest. Fight for the Fallen. Those shows did not sell out. Those shows were not first day sellouts. They were what four, five, six thousand people. That's probably going to be what your television is. You're probably going to have television shows in certain markets that do three thousand tickets. So people expecting all of the shows, it's not going to happen. 
this was a special show. Mike, your thoughts? Well, it's, it was no surprise, but you know, when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about the region and where they could draw from and the fact that it was the first show. The one thing that I forgot to factor in, which was the most obvious thing, was because it was the first time, there was going to be a lot of secondary ticket demand. At least that would be the thought of a lot of, uh, I'm sure, ticket brokers, ticket scalpers, however that works when you consider stub the stub hubs of the world as well as every other type of uh, operation that's that, that, that's got something going on to get tickets. So that seems to be uh, a lot of people are wondering what that's going to be like and what the secondary ticket market is going to be like and, and how many of those tickets got bought up. But Hey, successful first show. I mean, I, I was really surprised in some of the people that, that were really bearish on the fact that uh, that there was going to be that they weren't going to be able to sell it out. But hey, again, like I said, the first one, awesome. Now from here, we'll see how it goes. I don't think they're going to be running fifteen thousand seat buildings all the time, so uh, you know we'll just have to kind of take it the way it goes. But yeah, I mean, again, another great day for AEW. No matter how you want to cut it, no matter how much you want to maybe criticize them or, or, or not like what they're doing or their plans or anything else. You cannot, you got to give it to them. Another, it's another sellout, another big first day. I've got a tweet here from Chris Harrington, Mookie Ghana, who does the analytics. Uh, he retweeted something from a Washington radio station talking about AEW being so hot, they could have chosen any market. And Chris Harrington retweeted it with the hashtag data. And I think that's something to consider, that they are probably going to use a lot of analytics to strategically plan where and when they're going to be going and putting on TV and other shows. All right, so according to AW, the show is now sold out. And as I noted, that is a sellout minus production kill. So if you really want to go to the show, at some point there will be a limited number of tickets put on sale for the rest of the building. But as far as the tickets that were available today... It is completely sold out. And this person here states, I'm baffled that a show on a Wednesday night in the fall has such high demand. Many on Twitter got tickets say they're flying in. Odd for a non-summer or non-weekend show. Yeah, that is odd for every show after the first show. This first show is different. You cannot look at it like any other television show. This is historic. It is the first ever AW on TNT show. And like I said, if it succeeds, then people will be able to say... I was there for the first show. How many people go, I was there for the second Nitro? Nobody. How many people say I was there for the third Nitro? You know, maybe people say I was there for Viagra on a pole, but not in a good way. This show is is a historic moment for pro wrestling, and a lot of people have a lot of faith in this company, and so not surprised. First says, I saw people complaining about StubHub prices for AEW on October 2nd and are blaming AEW and want them to do something about it. Can AEW do anything about secondary market? Of course not. Of course not. We're, we're surrounded by, by dumb people with internet access. That's one of the problems with the world in 2019. People who have never been to concerts or don't have, I mean, have never fought this issue before, obviously, if they're that outraged or shocked about this, I mean, that's just... I would say it's the way the cookie crumbles. I, I, you know, it's not fair because I bet you a bunch of secondary markets got tickets before real fans did, and that's a damn shame. But that's also the way of the world, and that's the way this has worked. And Ticketmaster has been a pain for a long time. Pearl Jam, there have been a plenty of groups that have tried to go head up with, with Ticketmaster, but you know, you acquiesce after a while because that's how it works. And well, we do have to goes. wait to find out the the secondary market 
demand because that's what everybody said after every sellout they've done. And as it turned out, most of the tickets actually went to fans in every single case so far. So it's possible that the secondary market, like they figured things out for this show. Or maybe they're like everybody else and thought, that's a TV taping. Like, who's going to want to go to a Wednesday night TV taping in Washington, D.C.? Maybe they missed it again. We'll find out. Those guys do data, too. So, you know, it's Mookie's not alone. Bert says, do you think that All Out will have last-minute tickets released? Yes. They will have last-minute tickets released at some point. But I'm not sure when or how many. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest price. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car, but today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 800 Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Jim Valley is here today. And we're going to go to the phones, find out what's on your mind, what's going on. Heavy question about this AEW show. There's a chapter in your book, 86, that says, Follow Dota V around the loop. How many of these people that are buying the AEW tickets are just following them around the loop? Do you think it's like 10% or do you think it's more like 40 The loop? It's one. It's a standalone show. Did you even read the chapter? Do you know what a loop is? Well, when I think of a loop, I think of, you know, going from show to show. like getting Well, on I mean, that is the loop, but usually it's like, you know, five shows in succession or three shows. Yes, Ryan, I do think that a lot of the people that are going and bought tickets for the show are, in fact, following AEW around. I think that, you know, a lot of people have gone to all of the shows, and they're not going to continue doing that 52 weeks a year. But for now, with, you know, one major show every couple of months, I think it's a lot of the same people. Any comments, anyone? I mean, they're a week apart, I guess. So, I mean, you could go home and then travel again. I'm sure there are people with the time and the means. We've seen the... The front row regulars on Raw for years. That so one guy. Why Why couldn't they do it? Yeah. So funny that uh, Ryan, of all people, like he drives some people crazy, but he, he somehow manages to always bring something up for me to talk about. And he mentions The Loop. And I know, listen, I don't do this on purpose, everybody. I'm just telling you what the news is, okay? I know people that love WWE get very upset when I go and I talk about AWWE comparisons or New Japan or whatever. But these are just the facts, okay? AEW sold out their TV in two hours today, their TV debut. Sold more tickets than Raw Reunion, okay? At the exact same time that this is happening, WWE announced yesterday they've canceled the entire weekend SmackDown tour. Now, for a while, if you recall, when they started doing the wildcard thing, they were canceling Monday night SmackDown house shows because they needed the SmackDown people to go to the Raw show. And they were using the top guys, and so they just figured we got to cancel the show. Okay, that's weird enough. I could be wrong, and if I am wrong, you're welcome to correct me here. But somebody in WWE told me this morning, they don't think ever has WWE canceled an entire weekend loop. Like, this is the first time every SmackDown show this week has been canceled. And this is the SmackDown, by the way, that is going to Fox in October... And I guess some people are expecting it to launch a new boom period. This is not good. Yeah, you know better than anybody, Jim. House show declines precede the ratings declines. It's been like that forever. Exactly. No, if there's no people wanting to pay for your product, um, that says something. With this whole AEW phenomenon, I always go back and wonder... What does Dixie Carter think right now? What does Jeff Jarrett think right now? And so many other people over the past 20 years that have tried to start their own promotion and could never find a product that people were willing to pay for, to put up money. I mean, AEW fans right now are rabid, and it's it's incredible that the you know the Young Bucks and Cody and Jericho and everyone have been able to touch this nerve and electrify this fan base to go out and blow up Ticketmaster yet again. Uh, and you got to think, I just I love that they're doing something new as opposed to trying to, once again, create ECW 
or bring back whomever the way Dixie Carter did and so many of those other startups or indies that went by the wayside. I love that they're succeeding doing something new and doing something current. This person here, who's caught up on the G1? Are you caught up, Mike? Uh, no, actually, I uh, was going to catch back up. I started reading Harley Race's book again last night, so no, I'm still behind, unfortunately, by a day. I, got, I had time this morning to watch uh, Toriyanu, and then I saw the, uh, the the match highlights just on their, the, okay. U, the new, new Japan YouTube channel. All right, so, so uh, this may have been the same guy, but a few people have texted this because we've been doing predictions, and I have predicted, I think Okada's winning the G1. And, Mike, do you agree with that, or, or do you find that to be a possibility? Oh, I absolutely find it to be a possibility. Do you I think it's going to happen? Be... Let's go out on a limb. Yeah, uh, I think it absolutely could. Yeah, I, I still think we're, we're going to see somebody else beat him in the finals, no matter who wins that other block. But we'll see. I mean, he could easily win, and you could do a, a great story from there if you wanted. I have heard a few times Kevin Kelly mention that Okada, if he wins, he gets to pick his challenger. Yes. It seems like he's saying that a few more times, and that's the only thing that would make me think that he would. But then who would he choose, and then... Well, that's what I want to bring up here. What happens to Moxley? It seems like maybe you kill his momentum if, if Okada wins. So this person says, I predict that Okada is going to win, and then challenge Kenny Omega for Wrestle Kingdom especially now they need to try and fill the Tokyo Dome for two straight nights. It makes sense that Okada runs through the G1 and then chooses to attempt to avenge his loss against Omega. I feel that's where all of this is leading to. So that would make a great story, okay? The problem is there is no relationship between New Japan and AEW. And the last I heard, even though Kenny Omega's contract allows him to do New Japan there had been zero discussions back and forth between those two sides. So, to me, if you don't have Kenny Omega locked up for that Tokyo Dome, I don't see Ghetto booking a scenario where he hopes to get Omega for the Tokyo Dome. I, I just don't think that that's what he's going to plan out based on the situation and the political situation between the two companies. Now, who he'd face, I don't know. Anybody have a guess? I am really pro Moxley right now because he's wrestling with so much conviction and so much passion. You need to watch uh, the New Japan YouTube channel for the post-match interview after a Toriyanu, you know, crotched uh, Moxley and then uh, taped them together and then won by countout. And um, an incredibly, really funny, but still great interview. Another dimension of John Moxley. And I just love um, anybody who is able to work in any line, uh, any field they choose, with such passion and emotion right now. I just, I, I love it, and I hope that, that he's able to continue this. Spurs says, I've spent thousands in the past to travel to TV and pay-per-view. I lived 30 minutes from Bowling Green and didn't even have a ticket to the show. No interest in going. Is that Raw Reunion? Is that Bowling Green? Or what's he talking about? What's the Bowling Green show? Or That's maybe he's talking about some of the shows that were canceled this weekend. That, that also could, that be. could be it, yeah. yeah. Spurs says, I still think that Okada will defend the title on both nights, or at least there will be an IWGP title match each night. Hmm. That'd be a lot. That is a lot. But, I mean, if they're if they're doing G1, I mean, that's they're doing a lot of matches. It's not unheard of, the idea that they would do a match two nights in a row. 
So let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's going on? Hey, guys. How are y'all? This is Daniel from Greensboro. What's happening? Uh, first, I wanted to tell Jim I really enjoyed the Tanya Harding uh, recap show. I thought that, that was an amazing story. Um, but I had, uh, I guess, two questions. What is Dean uh, John Moxley's contract status with New Japan after G1? And I had a question about Harley Race. Um, everybody talks about Dusty being a rib with the polka dots. Did anybody consider the King Harley Race character a rib when he went to the WWF? Well, they've talked about that. I mean, that was the idea. That was the idea behind it. Yeah, I've never, I guess I've never, Dusty's so evident, you know, uh, there in the forefront, but I've never really heard about Harley. I didn't know if that was the case there. Yeah, Dave talked about it for subscribers the other night, that people, the WWF at the time, told him that they felt that Harley took himself so seriously uh, that that's one of the reasons that he got the King gimmick in the WWF. So you've got Dave yesterday in the Daily Update said that him and Garrett were going to do a Harley Race show today. And then apparently you found out that you're doing a show with Harley Ray about Harley Race with Dave today. Uh, Dave messaged me and he said, hey, do you want to do a show about Harley Race, uh, Fumi and I? And uh, I can't resist that. So that uh, we're going to do that later on tonight and have it up for subscribers later today. So uh, Dave and Fumi Saito talking about, you know, when Harley was NWA champion, he wrestled for Baba quite a bit. Uh, he wrestled for Baba when he wasn't NWA champion. So, no, Harley's got quite a history in Japan, so we'll talk about uh, both sides of the ocean as far as Harley Race's career goes. So that should be that should be awesome. Well, let's also talk about, let's go from Harley Race, one of the all-time legends of this business, and an AW immediate sellout to this from WWE. In the final moments of this week's SmackDown Live, Roman Reigns was intending to make a SummerSlam challenge from the backstage area, but the big dog just barely evaded sheer catastrophe when tons of steel beams came plummeting towards him. A preliminary investigation has found the incident Tuesday night involving Roman Reigns was caused by a forklift backstage carrying lighting grids that were not properly secured. The storyline is... A, for, a faulty forklift driver is responsible, and the identity of the driver is unknown. What? I feel like these are the same investigators who did the backstage investigation for Ring of Honor. You have no idea who's driving the forklift? Are you kidding me? What a stupid storyline. You haven't seen this yet, have you? Oh, I saw that. Oh, you did? Okay. I saw that, yeah. yeah. I'm a little worried. You know, you've got this big, tall trophy case right here. Dude, tell me about it. I'm a little afraid it might fall on me, but the good news is you've got like seven cameras, so you'll catch all of it. Uh, yeah, but like none of them are pointing over there. Yeah. yeah. You should keep an eye on g Raff. He's standing right there next to that stuff. All right, everybody. We're going to head to a break in just a moment if you want to give us a call here today. 844-411-5411 is the phone number, and you can send your text messages to 425 425- Seven eight zero seven five six six. Mike is at Semper Vivi. Jim is at Jim Valley. I am at Brian Alvarez. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. At Indeed. 
We understand that when it comes to hiring, it's important to have a large talent pool to choose from. But sometimes too many good options can be overwhelming. That's why Indeed doesn't just give you access to a large pool of job seekers. We also offer screener tools that let you instantly narrow down your search. Hone in on hiring with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com slash promo. Terms and conditions apply. When is a calculator more than a calculator? When it takes me from solving math problems to exploring the universe. Staples is your back-to-school destination. Find all the supplies and inspiration you need. In-store this week, get a Texas Instruments TI-84 graphing calculator for only $89.99 or a TI-84 CE graphing calculator for just $99.99. Find all the products that add up to a successful school year. Staples, back-to-school and beyond. In-store only ends 8-3-19. Limit two while supplies last. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information, and then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. It's a new day. Yes, it is. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Jim Valley joining us in studio Fridays. Starcast on Fight.com. 11 new shows coming up this Labor Day weekend, including Cody Rhodes sitting down with Tony Schiavone to tell his story of going from Stardust in the WWE to now... John Moxley will tell his story with Jim Ross. And, of course, CM Punk is back with a live mic in his hand for the first time in a long time. All of these shows and more are available live and on demand in HD with unlimited replays for just $39. And they've added when you order, when you pre-order before August 19th. So you got 17 days. 
at StarCastOnFight.com. You get StarCast 1 and StarCast 2 for free. That includes panels with the Young Bucks, Sting, Arn Anderson, Bret Hart, and so much more. Myself and Dave were there at the first and second StarCast. So if you get this deal here, you'll get to watch our panels as well. 59 shows, 68 hours, $39.99. But you must pre-order before August 19th to get StarCast 1, 2, and 3 for just $39.99. That is StarCastOnFight.com. This person here says, maybe it was Tucker driving the heavy machinery. Hadn't thought about that. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan is the SummerSlam plan. And do you realize when SummerSlam is? Anybody? It's next weekend. So literally, they are going to shoot the angle for that match on the go-home week for SummerSlam. Why didn't they just announce it on Tuesday? Why did they do this stupid angle? And then with one week build, they announced the match. And then we got Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns again. Although at least this time, it's a different dynamic. We got the baby-faced Roman Reigns and definitely healed Daniel Bryan. That is much different from 2014. I, I don't know what they're thinking. I think this could potentially remind fans about the whole situation. And I, I wouldn't make the risk, me personally. It could work out, sure. Maybe it's a long time since then. But people still love Daniel Bryan. I don't know that anyone actually hates him. I think they boo him out of respect because he's just so good at everything he does. And it seems like after Roman Reigns' illness, uh, the fans have kind of taken a second look at him. And I don't know. We'll see see what happens. We'll see how solid Roman's support is when he gets back in the ring with Daniel Bryan. But if you're going with Roman Reigns, I don't think I would have made this match, me personally. For as well as they protected themselves in Philadelphia, if you had any thought about... Roman Reigns being booed there? Of course not. He's going to be standing at the hip of The Undertaker. Now you're going to Toronto. Of all places, it's not like it matters. I mean, you're going to risk this anywhere you go. But, like, Toronto is one of those cities that I probably wouldn't pick to do this, especially with no notice and no build to it at all, to try to gauge or to try to fix something or do something to try to make people boo Daniel Bryan, I don't see Daniel Bryan getting booed at all. <laughs> even if even if Roman Reigns doesn't suffer for it, I mean, I can't see Daniel Bryan being booed out of the building in Toronto, Canada. It's just, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I guess, you know, Seattle is probably the only other place where, you know, that, that fits above that on the scale of, of chances where he's not going to get booed. But, it, I mean, Toronto's one of those cities as well, so... I don't know. It seems silly to me. And if this is how you're building it up, I mean, but did Daniel Bryan pay off the forklift guy? Is hey. Rowan going to be the, the unknown forklift guy? It's ridiculous. Dude, listen to this. Extreme Rules 2014 ended with Daniel Bryan driving a forklift. There's continuity here. Wow. Just like Randy Orton bringing up stupid in that interview with or that uh, video package for the Kofi Kingston sure, that's match. that's exactly the same. Yeah, it's exactly the same, yeah. Why was the forklift driver driving during the show? Well, that's a great question. Apparently there was a lot of metal stuff that he had to move. Right there at the end of the show, right around Roman Reigns when he was walking 40 yards to do this interview in the last 30 seconds of SmackDown on Tuesday. Old and busted, white hummers, new hotness, forklifts. Forklifts in wrestling. It was Carmen Electra driving that forklift. Telling you, yeah, that... Well, Bischoff is in charge. Bischoff is back. That's right. Maybe it's uh, 
What the hell's his name? Uh, anyway. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. What's up? It's Ace and Eight. Hey, how's it going, Brian? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I just wanted to ask. Um, I know to you, like, the old Attitude Era matches were nothing matches, but don't you think that the guys worked better back then than they do right now in, in main roster WWE? Like, I know right now they do more athletic stuff, but I think they were better workers back then because the matches had more speed, more more um, intensity. Like, they they hit the ropes harder. More they bumpy, definitely more hit the ropes speed. harder. I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, like, when I see, like, Ricochet or, like, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, I know they're very um, critically acclaimed because they do a lot of topes and flips and whatnot. But, I mean, to me, their matches, I, I, I can't grasp um, a suspension of disbelief with them because sometimes I, I, I see them do, like, hitting the ropes lightly or not giving good facial expressions. I mean, when I watch WWE right now, main roster at least, it seems like a um, like a promotion being held by like I don't know uh, PBS or something like a little three year old kids promotion. PBS. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, like sometimes with, with all the LED lights uh, and the the way the guys sure. work, it, it seems like something out of Barney the Dinosaur. Uh, I don't know if I'd quite go that far. I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, obviously, one of the big differences is WWE has has a more patterned style of in-ring wrestling than they ever have before. They have a way that they want their matches to go. And, like, when I, when I was young and I wanted to be a wrestler, I'm talking, you know, 14, 15 years old, it took me a long time to figure out the psychological pattern of a wrestling match. This was before I met Buddy Wayne. As far as like, well, you know, what's the psychology of a match, getting the heat, setting up a comeback, feeding, etc. It took me a long time to figure that out. I feel like a five-year-old today could tell you the pattern of a WWE match without even thinking about it. They're all exactly the same. And if you like that, then it's a great style for you because everybody's going to work that match. If you grew up watching different wrestling from around the world, or you're a fan of, of New Japan, or really anywhere else in the world except WWE, that I can see you ending up bored by the WWE in-ring style because that's the style they want you to work. And every every name that you mentioned, Ricochet, all of these guys, if you watch their matches before they went to WWE, they're totally different matches. And you'll see psychology, and you'll see more hard-hitting action, and you'll see different styles of matches. But once you go to WWE, that's... I'll give you a great example. What was that uh, NXT UK show that Finn Balor showed up at? Oh, yeah. Right. Which one was that? Like, the last one? Was it the last NXT UK? Anyway, the last NXT UK takeover show that Finn Balor was on, he showed up out of nowhere. The freaking match that dude worked on that show, he was so great. I watched that match, and I was like, dude... That's my favorite wrestler in WWE right now. And I swear to God, the very next night on Raw, he was totally back doing WWE style. It was it was slow, and and you knew everything he was going to do at every moment, and there was just nothing to it. And I was like, man, it just opened my eyes to what the guys are actually capable of doing that you never get to see. Yeah, he was inspired that night. Yeah, and he didn't have to do a Raw match. They were like, go out there and do a match with this guy. He went out and he had an awesome match.
This person here says, to expand on Jim's comment, TNA, GFW, etc., were shows that aped the WWE product. Yep. Basically, the blind leading the blind. AEW has a vision. They're connecting with the diehard longtime wrestling fan with a product centered around, wait for it, wrestling. Thanks, guys. Well, we'll see what happens when they go to TNT. That's going to be interesting. I don't think there's anybody... I don't know what people think. What do you guys think is going to happen when they go to, to TNT? And they have to do this every single week. They have to sell tickets every single week. they got to do two hours live every single week. Where do you see this going? It's going to depend on what kind of stories they can tell. As far as can they hook you. And when you watch Being the Elite or you watch their other web content, they do have narratives that go through the show. When they did uh, All In, uh, they had a narrative that they a lot of things they paid off from YouTube. So if they follow that pattern and are able to connect with fans and, again, have drama and you, you know, you root for Cody Rhodes to come back against Sean Spears or, you know, Chris Jericho and whomever, uh, you know, Kenny Omega maybe gets his first world title shot at the AEW title. If they're able to tell those compelling stories, this episodic television that lasts more than just the three weeks leading up to a pay-per-view... I think they'll find success. Yeah, that's creatively, my... creatively, I know they want to serve a lot of masters, uh, but the real important thing is the infrastructure that they have there that the TNA didn't necessarily have, you know, especially at first. Now, they did add people, you know, great people that know how to do TV and who are smart minds like Savio Vega and Dutch Mantel and people like that, but then they would end up squandering them because they couldn't get out of their own way up top. We'll have to see if AEW has that problem. I don't think they're going to have it, though, at least as far as getting the ball rolling on, you know, timing on, on production and, you know, a formats and, and all that sort of stuff. I think that's going to be rock solid and one big advantage they've had over every other startup group because of the amount of brains that they have there, so many of which have been in the WWE system at one point or another when, you know, when that ship was running correctly, it was the best out there. And they were the best at doing TV. So they are obviously not doing that anymore. So with those people can, you know, stick to what matters, you know, creatively, we're going to have to see, you know, they, you hear, we want to do some mid-South things, but yet we got Luchasaurus and this over here and that over here. It's going to be really interesting because there are a lot of people that want a lot of different things out of AEW, whether AEW wants to give them or not. Old wrestling fans want wrestling back. New people want new things, and again, they they seem to be spread out all over the place. How they can make that flow for two hours every single week, we're going to have to see, but at least the pieces are in place backstage that you you feel seemingly good about right now. This person here says, going back to talent in WWE versus elsewhere, John Moxley in G1 versus Dean Ambrose from December. Perfect example right there. I mean this in the nicest way possible. I hated watching Dean Ambrose matches in WWE. He was so slow. He just came off so lazy. And now he's in G1, and he's kicking ass. His matches are awesome. It's it's a totally different... It's like a different guy. And actually, if you listen to the Granny Show, it is a different guy. She had no idea they were the same dude. Which, when you think about it, if you watch their matches, why would you think they were the same guy? He was great uh, in the loss to Torianu. Uh, with the whole comedy thing, and then his backstage interview, 
He talks about he could destroy Toriano, but no, he needs to become Toriano. Because someday I'm going to pull up to your house or something like that in an unnecessarily comical car and jump out of a cake. And he just started listing all of these comedy things that he could do to get into the mind of Toriano. And it was, again, inspired. Dude, who has it's amazing the, what you can get out of somebody when their heart's in it, you know? Who has the stats for the G1? Like, where's Toru Yano? Like, every time I see a Toru Yano match, he's beating somebody. Is he going to come out of the woodwork and win this thing? Not a chance. No. Oh, okay. Just checking. All right, back in a moment with more Observer Live. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing, this paper makes you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high, so to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit. And 98% of all applicants are approved. It's that simple. With AmeriFactors, there's no more waiting for your customers to pay. We give you the funds up front, then we wait for your customers to pay us. Fund your business today. Call AmeriFactors right now. 800-847-1183. 800-847-1183. That's 800-847-1183. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. 
800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. A couple of things here. This person says, Yato has six points right now in the B block. Everyone in the B block is still eligible to win. Has six points. Moxley has ten. He is still in the running. I was mocked. Maybe he will win. Person says, I've driven forklifts before. That stuff that fell on Roman would not even fit on a forklift that would fit in that area backstage. WWE, continuity. And I cannot confirm this. This is just what somebody has told me, so don't get mad at me if this isn't the case. But this person says, I called the venue, and supposedly tickets will be available at the Capital One Arena tomorrow if you go to the building. So that's what this person says if you want to give that a shot tomorrow. All right, we got a lot of stuff coming up this weekend. Lance Storm will not be on Figure Four Daily today, but Lance and I will be doing Observer Live on Sunday. Jim, you're on tomorrow. And Lance is going to join me tomorrow as well. Man, Lance is all over the place this weekend. And you'll be talking Harley, I presume, some other stuff. I'm sure we'll talk Harley. We'll probably talk Rachel Evers, who he trained. Uh, That's right. We'll probably talk Triple Mania, which is tomorrow with Cain Velasquez and Dr. Wagner Jr. and Blue Damon Jr. and... In a hair versus mask match that may end one of their careers, we'll see. But uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about tomorrow. And you may have more shows coming up tonight for subscribers. Uh, with Dave and Fumi talking Harley Race. And we have a show up with Fumi and his friend Debbie Malenko, who was in All Japan Women in the early 90s. And she talks about that. So if you're fascinated by you know the systems over there in Japan, lots of good stories. Plus, she did the unthinkable, Brian. She was caught in public talking to Dave Malenko. Oh! How did her career continue? She's the worst person in the world. Mike, any big audio nightmares? Uh, coming up with Adam soon enough. You have to let everybody know soon. All right, everybody. That's it. We are out of time. Thanks, Mike, as always. Jim, all the callers, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you again later on this weekend. Big weekend. Wrestling Observer Live.